Cruise Control. It is Monday, August 7th, 2023. Welcome to Cruise Control, the home of entertainment news. I am your host, as always, Brian Cruz, and we're trying some stuff out here. We've had a lot of technical issues with video and all that jazz, but hey, hopefully, hopefully it's working well. So we'll have an abbreviated, shorter show going over some stuff from before. And joining as always, it's the lovely Miss Sabrina Vittori. Sabrina, welcome back to the program. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Good. Hopefully uh, this is going to work right. We'll see, right? I don't know. Are you feeling positive at all? Uh, I don't know what I'm feeling, to be perfectly honest. Feeling something, right? I'm feeling something. That's true. I feel like I feel like I got a case of the Mondays. I, I feel like it's going to be a little bit of uh, deja vu in a lot of ways because some of the stuff like we had to take down because it wasn't working right. So some of those stories there. It's going to be, again, abbreviated. You're here. Thank you for joining us on Cruise Control. And hopefully you're seeing us clear, hearing us clear. And if you can't, let us know in the posts or in the in the chat because... Uh, you know, we're trying stuff out, and it should be good now. That's the hope. That's very much Speaking the hope. Speaking of the chat, I cannot find it. You can't find it? Yeah. Uh, you want me to come help you? Uh, it should just be in comments. Yeah, know? but it's the, the whole area's not there. Remember, and you were like, just hit that button. Oh, yeah. Is yeah. it like the... Oh, wait, is this it? Did you find it? Oh, no, whoopsie. <laughs> what would you do? I changed your graphic. Now you're next oh. to the saw. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> that, that's, that's, that's not it. My bad. That's why I don't do this we're, job. We're trying a new web browser we type deal. We're trying new things. Audio is good, Kevin Kabaki says. Hey, Kevin, it's a funny time you're catching us because this is not going to be a normal show, but we're still going to be talking for a little bit uh, because we've been having all these issues. But welcome to Cruise Control, Kevin. Uh, so, Sabrina, can you, you can't see it then? No. Yeah. You want me to come over there for a second? Oh, wait. I think I found it. Did you find I it? thought I found it before, but I think this is actually it. Yay, I found oh. it. All right. It was like in the side, tucked in. And if you're walking, watching, that's what I call some breaking news. Right now, well, I want to talk about Peacock a little bit. I want to talk about the cock. Because the cock is rising. That's right. The prices on Peacock <laughs> are going up, up, up. And uh, if you're a Peacock fan, if you have the network, you know right now it's going up a dollar. So, and it's starting August 17th. So before you know it, it's going up extra dollar. Of course, it's been like $4.99 and moving up to $5.99 now for what they call the premium plan. And if you have the premium plus plan, it's going up two bucks actually to $11.99 per month. And why? Well, they're saying to have this great content, we got to be able to have a premium price. So that's why it's all going down. So the Peacock is rising. And doesn't surprise me. It's cheap. So I, I, I believe it's going to happen eventually. But as that's happening too, Netflix is actually changing their plans too. And they're getting rid of their basic plan. That's right. Netflix is ending its basic plan. And if you are a member right now, you get to keep it. And now if you're grandfathered in, and if you have it, you can keep it. But if you're going to sign up again, even if you remember before when you had it and you want to sign up again, you can't get this plan again. They're taking it away. They're just going to have a three platform thing now. So you got that $6.99 standard with ads. $15.49, their standard plan, and then that $19.99 premium plan for 4K and streaming. And of course, that, you know, the plan before the basic had only one device you were able to stream with, with ads, or without ads, I should say. But that's it's gone now. They're getting rid of it because again, Netflix is just trying to simplify it, make more money too, because I'm guessing they weren't making as much money. Um, you know, people were signing for that as opposed to getting the premium plan or the standard plan. So, yep, it's changing its way just like the cock. Is changing its prices. And somebody else that's actually changing their prices too, well, changing their structure is AMC. So AMC is actually dropping their whole 
they call it Sightline Plan. So if you've heard about this before, we talked about it on the show before. So Sightline, actually, it was a, a plan where you would pay a premium price for a premium seat. Now, AMC tried this out. They did some test audiences across the nation. A few different theaters were doing it, and apparently it didn't do too well. People were, you know, they were making the seats cheaper to sit in the front row, and people just weren't paying for that because people don't pay for those like the front row seats, and people just were playing for their regular seats and normally pay for. So overall, they were like, well, this isn't really saving us much. We're not gaining, we're not losing. Three rid of it, we're gonna scrap the whole thing. And now they're changing it to have a different kind of plan where they're gonna put recliners in the front seat, bigger seats, all that, and then try to charge more for that. And hopefully people will actually fill up those front row seats. But I mean, competitors wouldn't do it because I think this is dumb. I think the fans were like, what the hell are you trying to do that actually go to AMC? Like the A-list people and all that. So for me, I'm like, I don't know why you would ever do this, right? Prime Video is where it's at. You're right, Kevin. Yeah, I don't have to worry about that. But theaters deserve to have people going out, right? Sabrina, like, the sightline thing was bullshit from the get-go. So I don't understand why you would do something like this. Like, they just it just seems like it's just like price gouging people, which we talk about all the time on this show. Yeah, the sightline is not, it wasn't even like, like, the good seats, like the center seats in the center of the theater would be more than it normally would cost you to go to the movies. And then, you know, cheaper for, like, the lower seats and the higher. It just, it doesn't make any sense at all. I don't know why you would think that that's a good idea. And it's like, movies are expensive enough. So you want me to pay $20 to go see a movie and I can't even sit anywhere normal. I have to sit in the front row. Like, that's ridiculous. I can't even imagine. Yeah. Sorry. He's not happy right now. He's like, I don't like the sight seat. Yeah. It's sight line. He's like, he's like, screw sight line, get rid of it. And AMC did end it. So yeah. that's going away, which is great. This is great. It's great for the fans, the consumers, and people are going to theaters because people need to go back, especially now during this whole strike. You know, people want to go get away and escape. And you shouldn't be paying any more because, come on, guys, get people in seats, do it. So as we're going along, again, this abbreviated show, I want to talk about one other thing, which we tried to do last week. But I want to talk about Saw 10 because the trailer came out for Saw 10. And, you know, it's actually looking like it's going back to form for me. Now, this is taking place between Saw 2 and Saw 3. So if you've been watching the franchise, guilty pleasure, like myself, uh, you'll be probably excited about this because Jigsaw is coming back. And they killed them off a long time ago, but this is a way for them to make it happen. Of course, it's IP. It's never going to die like Jigsaw's victims always die. But but this is coming back. Not so always. Well, that's true. Sometimes they live just like the girl trapped in the bear claw. And then the bear trap. And that's why she came back to be a pupil of his studying and, and learning. And Shawnee uh, Smith, she's actually coming back for this prequel, too. So she'll be involved with this as well. And, you know, it's this whole premise is Jigsaw was going to get treatment in Mexico. They told him they could cure his cancer. And then he goes there, he has the treatment, he goes back home and he finds out they didn't do anything to him. The cancer is still spreading, so he makes them all play a game. So that's what Saw 10 is all about. And I don't want to watch the trailer, because this is something else we're trying. Let's see how the trailer plays. But this is the trailer for Saw 10. Out of all the men to cheat, you pick John, John Kramer. Kramer. The cancer is still spreading. I'm afraid there's nothing else we can do. There is one person who might be able to help. Our program is a two-pronged treatment outside Mexico City. The results have been stunning. She saved my life. We're gonna save him. You're in very good hands with us. After that, what happens then? Your whole life happens then. John Kramer. According to these scans, the tumor was never removed. How much time do I have? Months. I'm gonna make the play best. I still have a lot of work that needs to be done. Oh, 
Hello, everyone. No one's gonna it's live. It's time to right now. No one's gonna live. You all pretended to cure me. But what I have planned for each of you is very real. The only thing I have not provided is your anesthetic. But trust me, <laughs> you will want to remain alert. Out of all the men that she you picked John Kramer? Please, don't hesitate. Place a big enough piece of your cerebral tissue into the glass enzyme tank. This will save your life. So this is not retribution. It's a reawakening. Live or die, the choice is yours. They shouldn't have shown her in the trailer. Shouldn't have shown her. I guess he knew she was coming back, so it didn't really matter, but... I mean, I didn't know. <laughs> but Saw 10! Yeah, Saw 10's coming out. Rena, what do you think about this? Do you think that uh, think its trailer looks good? What do you think? Or do you think that, you know, you're not going to go watch this movie? Uh, no, I actually think it looks really good. Um, it's shocking, because I kind of fell off the... Uh, I think I watched up to, like, five... And then I kind of like stopped watching, and then I just I made I watched the most recent one with uh, Chris Rock, um, yeah, uh, Spiral or right something I don't know I didn't care for it. Um, I mean it just the, the twist was so great in the first one in my opinion, um, and then the second one was trash. The third one was pretty good actually. The fourth one was trash. And I like that every other thing for me. But then when I saw the fifth one and didn't care for that, I was like, you know what? I've, I've wasted enough hours of my life on this bullshit. And I just stopped watching it. Um, this looks like it has a lot of potential. I think it's going to be good. Um, and I'm actually excited for it, which I don't think, like I said, I'm, I haven't said that about a Saw movie since the second one because I really liked the first one and that let me down. So I was pleasantly surprised by the third. I'm looking forward to this for sure. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that this looks like it's going back to form. I think it looks like it could be actually a fun Saw movie. I know a lot of people like hate the Saw movies, but for me, again, like I said, guilty pleasure. They're fun. They're violent. They're, they're in your face and they're grotesque, but there's still a good premise that goes along because there's a whole mission that's like, you know, people are trying to be saved. You know, he's trying to save them in a way. It's like you could live through this, but it's up to you. As opposed to Spiral, the last one, it was pretty much like a copycat who just Killing bitches just cuts. He didn't really care. You know, it wasn't like there was a moral to the story. It was just like just murder, gore, gore, which is what this could have been. And when it started off, it was just a short film that they turned into a whole series. So it seems like it's going back to that game aspect, it's going back to what made it successful in the very beginning. And to me, bringing back the original actor and bringing back the whole cast and, and, and going back to that premise and making it a prequel, I think it's going to work a lot better for them. So it's confusing. Like he, um, you know, like, so if this is after the first one, that means he already played a game with these two people, right? Yeah, so he yeah. already started yeah, started on this fucking weird journey, right? Like, but now all of a sudden he's trying to cure, like, get cured. I, this to me seems like a reason why you would start doing this shit. But it's like you already murdered, you already murdered some people. So like, you, this just 
facilitated your uh, your desire to get more involved and like more crazy about it. like I, I don't know like that's the only thing that was like a little bit weird for me I'm glad he's back though I think that it was infinitely better with him around um I was not a super fan of of that girl um when she was him I was like this is such bullshit like it was yeah. super fucking annoying it's so like I don't I don't really care be. that she's in it or not in it like she's not a selling point for me like she's I'm kind of you know whatever's with her but I'm psyched to see him back um, and curious to see, you know, what, uh, what, what happened and like, what happened with those doctors and like, were they just pretending to save him or like, did they actually try to save him and it didn't work out? And they were like, you're cool, bro. Like, I don't know. Like, I just, I feel like there's a, an actual story behind it instead of just like you were saying before, like gore and murder and nonsense. You know what I mean? And we know that of course he's not going to survive. So this is just, it really, again, it's just retribution against these people. So it's a kind of fun idea to come and bring it back and bring it back around and fill in those gaps. It's much more personal than it normally is. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like much it's more. just usually it, from from what we're told, really, it's just people who are kind of you know assholes and they're given a chance to like live a better life or to fucking die. You know, but so this is like deeply personal for him, obviously, and so I feel like there is uh, going to be a level. You know, uh, the, the stakes are higher uh, for sure, and um, you know, to me, my, it seems like they might have it coming. So. Um, not like it. Not not gonna be too upset when people start fucking up their tests and they wind up dying. Just and saying. I'm guessing this is gonna be. I'm guessing there'll be more. I don't think this is it. I mean, it just seems like they're testing the waters to see bringing him back will be a good thing for the franchise, rejuvenate it, bring him back to life. And if overall they can have a sob 15 eventually, you know. I don't know how it wouldn't be. Like, I feel like you bring him back. Of course, is gonna be good. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. And you know what? Somebody else that has to come back for something to work is Ryan Gosling and Greta Gerwig and the whole cast for coming back to Barbie. Because without them, can Barbie make two make a lot of money? I don't know because Barbie two is coming in the pipeline. And that leads me to our featured story of the night. Of course, Margot Robbie as well. But like, to have the whole cast back, you need to be able to have that in order for a sequel to happen, I think. But what's been going on right now, and I'm going to bring this up too, is that Barbie, 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 everybody, Barbie officially broke $1 billion after this weekend. That's right. The very first female-directed movie to make a billion dollars in the box office. Ever. That is ever, 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 ever. That's Barbie. So when people go nuts about this, it makes sense because it's a huge win for HBO. It's a huge, or I should say max, I should say, you know, because that's what it is these days. It's a huge win for them, especially during a strike to make this kind of money. But over the weekend, 53 million domestically it made for a total overall of 459.4 million plus the 72 international overall $1.03 billion now Barbie has made. And as I said before, Greta Gerwig came out and said that they haven't actually signed on like she has in the direct sequel. And Margot Robbie has it. And Ryan Gosling is kind of floating too. Now we heard that he could be doing that Ken sequel. That's kind of coming down the pipeline. But for this in general, they're not apparently attached at all yet. And Greta's got the uh, you know she's got her own stuff moving forward with the uh, Chronicles of Narnia on Netflix. She'll be doing that. So will she have time to do a Barbie two? And I'm gonna tell once a Barbie two and a three. They're saying after how big this is, and of course Warner Brothers does too. And they're gonna try to make these spinoffs happen. Of course, nothing's happening yet. It's not official, but a billion dollars is a lot of money. And I gotta tell you, people have gone nuts for Barbie. They've gone nuts, Sabrina. And a billion dollars. Are you shocked? Are you shocked that it's made a billion dollars? Um, kind of, I guess. It's crazy. Isn't it crazy? I, I mean, mean it's, it's not, it's, it's insane, but it's awesome. 
I don't know. I just, like I was not uh, very psyched for this movie, as everyone knows. Like initially, when I first heard of it, I was like, "What? Like seriously? Are you fucking kidding?" Um, and then you know, as it got closer and the trailers got more involved, um, you know, and I saw Will Ferrell was the uh, the CEO of Mattel. I was like, "Okay, that piqued my interest." Seeing them in the real world piqued my interest. Um, and it, I, you know, we we saw it and it wound up. You know, it was it was really 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 good and. I've said before also like one of the most visually stunning films I've ever seen in any capacity. And there he is. That's my guy, Michael Sarah. Fucking sleeper cell. Best part of that movie is Michael Sarah as Alan. He is so spectacular. If for nothing else, if you have no interest in Barbie, anything about Barbie, which by the way, it's not really obviously it's about the patriarchy and and a, and a matriarchy and like women and men and you know and alan obviously here you <laughs> um but it's really it's really it's, it's a really hard di- dynamic of mother daughter which is like one of greta gerwig's things it was the same theme that was you know throughout ladybird as well um she is really good at telling that mother daughter story and uh uh america Pereira's character who also did a spectacular job uh, her character's name was Gloria. Her daughter, uh, she had she had that dynamic with her daughter. Um, I don't want to give anything away because it's not a spoiler show. Is that correct, Brian? You can say whatever at this point. It's a billion dollars been out for a few weeks. That doesn't so. mean everybody saw it. I mean, I think a lot of people have seen it for a billion billion bucks, you well, know? I mean, Margot Robbie and uh, Ryan Gosling were spectacular. Don't get me wrong. and I don't want to take anything away from them. But America Ferreira was uh, my favorite. She was amazing she did such a great job um delivering every fucking line let alone this model she had a, a big monologue about women in society and like the perception of women and it was so spectacular um she was amazing uh also uh michael Sarah as alan like alan is if anyone doesn't know like he's a real doll he was like ken's friend he was like very quickly discontinued um uh, yes, Kevin, we uh, we both saw the movie. Brian can give you his take. He didn't like it as much as I did. Um, but I, I thought it was really good. It's absolutely 100% worth watching. The cinematography is amazing. And the cinematographer is the same cinematographer that does all of Martin Scorsese's movies, um, which is super interesting. Because, like, you know, look at The Irishman, you know, and, and The Killers of Flower Moon, which is coming out. Same cinematographer that did Barbie, which is fantastically bizarre to me. Uh, another favorite right here, Kate McKinnon as Barbie. I mean, she was also spectacular she was always in the splits um you know she was like had crayon on her face and her hair was too short and like it was basically the barbie that you played with too hard and a fun twist was that uh america Ferrera's character gloria was actually the one that made weird barbie that way um when she was a young girl and then she was playing with the margot robbie version of barbie which is stereotypical barbie and which is what caused her to have flat feet that everyone saw in the trailer you know and this this shot right here is basically the blue pill red pill thing from the matrix in the beginning where this barbie that you see here is shown it's 2001 space odyssey from kubrick so there's like a lot of cool callbacks you know to different films her journey from barbie land to the real world is very similar to the journey when elf uh, left the north pole and came to the real world as well um or new york city whatever the swirly trolley gumdrops and uh, the, lincoln, the, the lincoln tunnel um there's just it's just it's it's fun and there were at least and I'm not exaggerating at least 10 times where I laughed out loud like it was yeah. laugh and I, I'm not I'm not the type of person to be laughing out loud for shit you know what I mean I'm very critical and uh I mean if, if you got me you got me she 10 times at least I laughed out loud 
Um, so, you know, there's that, you know, there were a couple of issues, you know, things that I'd like, you know, maybe we beat this a little bit too hard or we get the fucking point or whatever. But I mean, Ryan Gosling was hilarious as cat. Like it was, it just like the cast was so like uniformly fabulous. Um, and you know, Greta Gerwig was obviously did a spectacular job directing. She also co-wrote it with her husband. Um, you know, so she, kudos to her uh and you know margot robbie i mean what what is not to love about margot robbie honestly she's beautiful she's sincere she's funny um she's just like i i can't i i have nothing bad to say about her and as as everyone knows also not very uh, characteristic of me I, I i can always find something not with her she's perfect so she was the perfect choice for perfect, barbie perfect choice for barbie <laughs> for sure for sure perfect but i mean honestly you watch her the way she portrays it even like the high heel thing i mean i think it was good that way the barbie land itself and like you know this we went to a little bit the barbie land itself like the set deck and all the all the production design was amazing honestly and people can be argue online being like well you know you have these pre-made props that you barbie land you know what barbie's dream house looks like you know what the whole world looks like yeah there there is but to recreate that in that world that's why it costs 150 million to make this because they went all out in the sector and that world looks amazing um i will say like there are things that kind of i'm like okay about the movie it's like the whole wolf barrel thing i feel like he's just kind of thrown it at the end like i feel like he's not he's not really needed yes it does help add to the next barbies moving forward there is some push towards like where Barbie's going to go in the future, and I think that's good. Well, it also adds threat. Like, then there's threat. some suspense. Just, what is going to happen? What if he catches them? What are you going to do? Put but the Barbie in the They didn't seem that threatening for what I, I mean. I did fall asleep for part of this movie. I'm not going to lie. Full discretion out there. At least he I did fall that. asleep. For, so, for almost the entire part of the real world. The real world, I missed most of that. So, whatever happened there, I don't really know. I know what happens in Barbie land, and I know Ken takes over. And I know then Barbie has to take Ken down. And I feel like it's a play on society a lot of times, too. It's definitely like women and men and like they're they're like, you know, how they react, how they act in the real world. Well, okay, and really then, quickly, Barbie land is where all the Barbies are in charge, basically. Yeah. So it's a matriarchy Barbie land. Right. And so there's like all the different Barbies like there are there's astronaut Barbie and, and, and uh, Dr. Barbie and, you know, lawyer Barbie and Judge Barbie, the Supreme Court of all Barbies, you know. And so like Barbie land is the matriarchy. And in Barbie land, Ken is. Just Ken. Just Ken. That's it. There's a whole song where you just tell him, just Ken. He, he beaches they, all day. He yeah, beaches it up. His job is to beach. Like, you know, up. in the beginning of the movie, he like takes the surfboard, is like running out of plastic wave and then hurts himself. Dr. Barbie <laughs> has to save him. Kind like, of funny. You know, but that's like, that's all the Kens do. They just beach. They don't, yeah. Kens don't have functions because Ken, that wasn't, that wasn't Ken's job. And it's not like Barbie had the jobs, you know? And so uh, then they go to the real world, Barbie and, and the one Ken, Ryan Gosling, because all the Kens are Kens. Um, Ryan Gosling and Barbie go to the real world and he sees that there is actually something called the patriarchy which is the world that we live in and uh, like all the CEOs of Mattel are men and you know he see, like reads books and like realizes that like you know people look at men differently in the real world and instead of in Barbie land where like all they live for is Barbie to look at them and say hi you know, they're just waiting for Barbie to say hi to them in, in, in Barbie land. Oh, Barbie. You know, and here it's like, oh, it a lot, the too. way that I felt like when, you know, that, that guy, just, just because I was a guy, he said hello. It's not, you know, like there's like this camaraderie and then he started reading books and he brings the patriarchy back to Barbie land. So when she goes back to Barbie land, all the guys are in charge, all the Kens. And like all the Barbies are basically dressed up like French maids and like serving them and giving them foot massages. And, you know, they're in some like sort of trance, essentially. So, Brian, back to you. I just wanted to explain, like, that's what you meant by, like, the yeah. real world. Yeah, I mean, that's what it, it just changes. But it's still like this weird dichotomy where it's a, a different kind of idea for 
I mean, I mean, it's just looking at society. It's looking at societal norms. That's what it is. And at the end, my only thing at the end, like I think there's a great inspirational speech at the end. And I think there's a great moment moments there at the end. But I still wish it would have. And, you know, it's like it's leading up to like there is more to come for this. Like the idea of a Ken spinoff is coming right now where Ken could actually find himself better. Yeah, that's what they said. The and right now it's like Ken is just kind of like, I guess I got to figure out who the fuck I am, you know, like because he doesn't really know at the end without Barbie. Like, who who is he? But that's also playing off the dolls. It's always like he's an accessory to her. You know, that's kind of how it's been. So now I wish it would have had a little bit more growth for him at the end. That was one of my biggest things. I wish there would have been more growth. But, you know, it's setting it up. It's leading for the future. There was growth. So he realizes that his only purpose is not for Barbie to say hi to him. And he has to figure out who he is and what his purpose can be. There is growth. But I would have liked, I don't know, maybe some Kens were on the judicial board at the end. I don't know. But that's not what what they're going to do. That's not what what they're going to do. And that's okay. And I think it had a great message. And I think, again, it has a great, if you have a daughter, I mean, this is not a kid's movie. It really is not. But I think it is a good, a good, um, you know, it's a good idea to put out there for your daughters out yeah, there. Yeah, if you're a kid that's good, over 13, like a 13-year-old or, you know, maybe even a mature 12-year-old, like, that, then it's fine. But, yeah. like, you know, it's not for a 6 or 7-year-old. There's old. some stuff, like, you know, the whole, and you probably saw in the trailers, like, uh, the guys are talking about beaching each other up. I'll beat you up. I'll beat you up. I'll beat you up all day. I'll beat you up in the sun. I'll beat you up on the land. I'll beat you up with my green eggs and ham. You know what I mean? So it's like a lot of, a lot of that shit. So I think you go too far. If they would have taken that out, I think it would have had a bigger audience to go to for kids. And especially if you look at the ads before, there's a lot of kids ads before, like trailers. Um, and I think they could have had a bigger audience, but it doesn't really matter. It made a billion bucks. I was like, what it's kind a, of, it's a great what, message. What bigger audience it's do you a, need? It's a, it's it made a, a billion dollars. And it's only well. it a couple well. weeks in. And it makes sense why I did well. If you watch it, it's it's a lovely movie. It has a lot of good messages to it. And it really it's funny. It's funny. And it's funny. And like Michael Sarah, like she said, really was super style. He was great. Like bad. Michael Sarah, just hilarious. It's like, I, I didn't know he was being here. I didn't know that Anne was a character in the Barbie world. That he's an actual like yeah. doll that everyone knows about. But and you see him in there. It's like he they just like continued him very quickly. He, it's like the awkward <laughs> kind of Ken, but not Ken. He's Alan, you know. He's like, hey guys, I'm not. It's Alan. like Skipper. You know, it's like yeah. I don't really know much about this world, but again, I went into it. I did. I did fall asleep, but it was after traveling um, all day. I went and saw this. So. I still want to see the rest of the bar, the real world stuff. So I think that was very, was very interesting was very and fascinating. Funny. But the Barbie world, they nailed it. I understand why Warner Brothers and Mattel want to ride this train dirty. They want to keep it going. They want to make lots of money because they see the dollar signs with this franchise. But Greta Gerwig is going to be tied down for years. Honestly, I mean, money is a huge franchise. And Netflix mm-hmm. has been sitting on this franchise for a long time. They've had the right sport looking for the right director. And they think that she's the person that will lead that going forward. So, I mean, it's going to be hard for her to do Barbie 2. It's going to be hard. We have a strike again. That's probably going to last who knows how long. They're saying five, six months. I hope it's not that. Um, Barbie and Taylor Swift driving the U.S. economy. That's, it's true. That's a real thing. It's, it's that is actually true. true. It's true. <laughs> and, and it's great for theaters. It's awesome for theaters. I mean, the Barbenheimer thing was amazing. The fact they were able to like get stuff. Even Oppenheimer did great. Like a three-hour-plus movie. That's insane to me. That About it the so atomic well. bomb. The atomic how, bomb. How boring can it be? Great cast. Great director. I mean, honestly, I know, I know Nolan. He's freaking awesome after working with him. I understand why it did so well. Um, you know, he does a great time. He's a fucking great director. And he spends a lot of time with the actors. So that thing I guarantee is awesome. Maybe some people want to see Florence Pugh's boobs. I don't know, because those are on there too. Maybe that, maybe that drove some freaking uh, 
some ratings up. People are like, oh yeah, Florence Pugh. You never know. But for me, I still haven't seen Oppenheimer. I want to go see it. And I got to tell you, if you've seen Barbie, you'll understand why it's doing so well because it's just they had a great marketing campaign too. Yep. Like it had an awesome marketing campaign. Like I have not seen, like I've not seen a movie have so much buzz going into it. Like I said, the Barbenheimer thing and like I've now not they're seen called the Barbillions because she hit the billion dollar mark. Yeah, Barbillions, one point <laughs> zero three billion. That's a huge win during this time. And we still have movies coming out, of course. There's still projects on the back burner that we will see coming out. You will not see actors doing press for it because. They're trying to fight for it. Like the studios want the actors to do press, but all that does is give them another leg up. So they want, you know, so it helps them as opposed to getting them to sign a deal. They need to sign a deal, figure this out so we can all get back to work because six months is going to be tough. It's going to be tough, everybody. And you will notice it big time in 2024. 2023, not as much this fall, you'll start noticing stuff, but not until 24, you'll see like big difference in like, oh shit, where's the thing? Oh, Marvel's pushing. Oh, Disney's pushing. Oh, Paramount's pushing. Oh, you're going to hear a lot of that stuff because stuff's not done and it's not in the can. But they do have stuff in the can. They do have some stuff. But, you know, they should also be pushing forward to get this done so that yeah. the actors can promote it. And that's why they can't give on that. But this is a big thing happening. Barbie's huge for the entertainment industry. It's huge for the theaters. Theaters are freaking loving it, I guarantee it. So I'm happy it's doing so well. And I'm thrilled for Greta and I'm thrilled for the cast because it's big. I mean, you put a lot of time into these projects and you never want to see them fail. I always want to go to the theater happy. And I think most people do. They don't want to go home being like, what the hell was that shit? We want to go home being like, that was a great ride. And I'm happy I had to escape my life for that two hours and had fun I, and not have to worry about reality for a little bit. That's I feel what like movies about. have generally been doing pretty good lately or have been have pretty been. good. Maybe they're not doing like maybe certain ones like aren't not DC. Whew. They've been they're saying Blue Beetle's gonna bump next or this month. They come oh, out really? next week. Yeah, it's looking really bad. And they were talking about pushing Blue Beetle, but because no one cares because they know this person's not gonna matter moving forward. Because James got get rid of everything. So that's why people are like, what's the point of going to see the movie? The, 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 like the pre-sale tickets are not looking great. Blue for this. Beetle is DC? It's DC. Yeah, oh, it's I thought DC. it was Marvel. No, it's DC, yeah. Got the kid from Cobra Kai in it. Mm. And it looks good, but it's probably gonna bomb just like the flash bombed. I mean, The Flash is still like the worst DC yeah, movie Yeah, but then Wonder released. Woman 3 is in the works. Like, how are you? I know. I don't know how that's even happening. That's like, the whole thing. Wonder Woman 3 is Gal Gadot, you know? I mean, I, I first of all, yay. I love her. I think she's amazing Um, and good for her. It's just weird that you're saying, like, there's this whole reset situation. And, like, then you change the end of The Flash movie three times. Like, to sense. not keep the same people around. And then she's getting another movie. Like, it just, I don't, I don't know what's... uh. I don't know what's happening. And she also said like that James Gunn was like, oh, we'll develop it together, essentially. So maybe he's going to write um, it or, you know, co-write it or Without something. Without Patty Jenkins involved, you know? Yeah. But they, I mean, but James Gunn hasn't said a word about any of it, which is also interesting because he's very vocal on social sure media. Is. Yeah, and he big on Twitter. Said, and this has been going around for quite a bit of time. X now, Sabrina, X. Oh, sorry, Twitter X. <laughs> The Twitter space is gone. It's still Twitter. Yeah, but he hasn't said a word about it. And um, I mean, I'm surprised about that. But then again, sometimes he said that he won't comment on stuff that is real. So it must be real. It's happening. She said they had an interview talking about it. So thumbs up. She doesn't strike me as the type that would just fucking talk shit like that. No, not at all. Not at all. I think that she's speaking (laughs) truth. So, but yeah, this is happening. Barbie at $1 billion, everybody. It's a big milestone for it. And it's a huge win for female directors out there and for studios that can trust them to making a great project because they deserve it. And they're as talented as everybody else. They deserve opportunity. It sucks they haven't gotten it. 
And, and you know, it's, it's just dumb. She it's hasn't dumb made a bad movie, Greta Gerwig. She hasn't. She and, really hasn't. And that's why everybody's seeking her now to direct everything. Narnia is going to be big for her. I mean, I'm saying it's going to be big. So we'll see how that goes. A lot of time to development that. So anyways, uh, this is a very quick episode. Thank you so much for being here. Only Yay. a half hour, one done, quick and out, because uh, we're not really sure. This will be a little playback. Hopefully I'll look at our year end. Everything looked good and on, actually, tonight, which is awesome, because we have had technical issues up the wazoo, and it sucks. And we're here for you and so if we can't be here for you it's a pain in the ass so we're back back <laughs> back hopefully so thank you so yeah, much I for watching us here on a special monday we'd be we back wednesday as long as it's all plays back well for our regular hour show with our panel of mike casey and sean sutherland back in it again to talk about a lot of stuff that's been happening and uh there's a lot of updates coming we're talking about dungeons and dragons equal coming we're gonna be talking about you know what's happening with a lot of projects that you don't know about right now and um you gotta tune in to see it. Yeah, I need to what Ryan said. You gotta tune in to see it. Anyways, everybody, thank you for being here tonight. As always, please like and subscribe. Join our Patreon if you can. And as always, you gotta tell your friends, your family, your uncles, your aunts, your cousins, your nephews, your little chinchillas and your quadruple chinchillas and your skunks and your squirrels in your backyard that play and love on your animals and your dogs, their best friends. Subscribe, subscribe to Cruise Control. Tell everybody out there, tell your mailman, your mailwoman, your mail person, that person that brings mail that your dog fucking hates. Tell them to watch Cruise Control. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. If you haven't yet, get on that little button, click it right now because we love you so much. We'll be back again on Wednesday. As always, have a great night, everybody. Happy Monday. Um, sorry for the shorter show, but again, we'll be back to our normal routine very soon. So have a great night, everybody.